Welcome everyone to Narrative Dissonance on Unsafe Space. This is a show with bad intro music, but it's different bad intro music every single time. So you got that going for you. Today is what, Monday, April 4th. I'm Carter. This is a show that we host every Monday live at 11 a.m. Pacific time uh, where we question mainstream narrative, bring a panel of people from outside the corporate media to tell us how we're being lied to. Uh, you can watch us on unsafespace.com. We always have our embedded live stream there or YouTube, as long as we're not banned. Uh, Utreon, Odyssey, Rumble, we're all those places. We're also on Twitter at underscore unsafe space. Um, don't forget to share this content or any content you like here with a friend and uh, hit the subscribe button. That help us out. You can always support us financially if you want by going to unsafespace.com. Uh, one quick announcement before we start the show. We had a book club uh our next book club book is is gulag archipelago by solzhenitsyn but it was the abridged version so you don't have to freak out too much although it's still a quite a tome um we moved the date to may 1st because uh thomas st thomas who is the guy running that book club uh needed to move it and frankly a lot of people that were reading it were thankful for the extra week so you got another week it will be on may 1st we'll do uh, Gulag Archipelago, if you want to join that, just send an email to speak at unsafespace.com and, uh, or go to the Facebook, Unsafe Space Book Club, played, Book Club page and let people know. All right, let's get the, um, let's get the show started. Uh, again, welcome to, to Narrative Dissonance. Today we have, I'm, I'm excited about these two guests because they are both red-pilled but come from different perspectives. So today, first Let's welcome Barbara Kay. Since 2003, Barbara has been a weekly columnist for the National Post. Since 2018, she's been a weekly columnist for Post Millennial. Uh, and since September 2019, a monthly columnist for the Epic Times. Uh, she can correct me if that's changed. I don't know if any of that's new uh, or there's new stuff to add. Barbara is the co-author of four books, uh, author or co-author of four books, a biology, a cultural memoir, a murder mystery, and most recently a collaboration with Linda Blade, whom we've also had on Unsafe Space in the past, on the destructive effect of trans activism on Canadian and international sport. You can follow Barbara on Twitter at Barbara RK or her web website for her uh, latest book, unsporting.com. Barbara, welcome. Thanks for having me, Carter. I am going to correct you. Uh, I actually should have sent Please. in a notice. I'm not writing for the Post Millennial now, but I am writing twice a week for, uh, twice a month for Epoch Times and uh, pretty regularly now for the Western Standard Online. So that's my only update. Okay, well, that's that's a good update. Um, well, welcome. And uh, I'd like to bring our second guest on as well, Chase Matheson. Chase worked in the aerospace industry until he was abruptly fired for organizing the wrong thinking Open Tennessee rally in 2020, April 2020. But he refused to stand silent while so many of his fellow patriots were being censored, silenced, and bullied into keeping their political opinions to themselves. So he went on to found the Patriot Punk Network and has spent the last two years uncovering stories that the mainstream press ignores or misrepresents. You can visit patriotpunk.org to find him. Chase, welcome. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you doing? Thank, doing well. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I, I appreciate that little that little intro. Um, I'm actually in the process of moving my website to patriotpunknetwork.com. So... Oh, I should have said that. Okay. Thanks. My bad. I, I didn't send you anything either. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll put the new link in the, in the, in the show description. So 
let's uh, let's kick it off, and uh, maybe Barbara, I'll start with you. What's the most important story about which the mainstream media has misled people in the past week or so? Oh, in the past, or I, eh, you know, recently. okay. So in I'm gonna go. History. I'm gonna go with one. Actually, I'm gonna go with one that uh, has been misleading both in the past and the present. But it's a Canadian story. Uh, but it's very big up here, and that is that uh, some uh, an indigenous leaders have met with the Pope. They went to uh, Rome to meet with the Pope this week, and we've had just a vast outpouring of stories about how the Pope has apologized to uh, these uh, leaders and to all Indigenous peoples for the, uh, the, the sins of the Catholic Church with regard to the residential schools, which for a century, uh, that's where a good proportion of uh, Native children were uh, forced to attend. And uh, there have been many reports of uh, abuses at the schools. Um, and so the Pope has apologized, as did his predecessor Pope, and the Pope is actually slated to come to Canada uh, this year. However, uh, the, the accusations against the Catholic Church, uh, which are some of them extremely egregious, uh, there is no evidence for whatsoever, and yet the media has been um, uh, extreme in calling Canada, a, you know, we're a genocidal nation, we're still a genocidal nation, um, that you're not allowed to, uh, you're not allowed to talk about the residential schools with anything other than um, as if uh, they, they were a horror story from first to last and that there's all kinds of murdered and missing children. That's the narrative. Uh, it's the most misleading story, I would say, in Canada this week and beyond. What's the, what's the goal with this narrative? The goal of, of the seeking of apologies and, and uh, of, of, of uh, uh, escalating the narrative? Mm -hmm. uh, well, some courageous scholars are not afraid to say that the more apologies you get and the more extreme the apologies, the more extreme the reparations. Uh, there have been um, millions and millions and millions of dollars passed over in reparations already for uh, the alleged genocidal character of our you know, uh, history with Indigenous peoples, which I do not characterize at all, at all. I think that word is uh, overused to begin with, but it's, but it's uh, in this case, uh, it's very far, very far from the case that the residential schools had any purpose other than to integrate uh, uh, young people who otherwise would have had no future whatsoever and whose families and communities were, <clears throat> were practically starving because their means of sustenance was diminishing at a very rapid pace and, and the fur trade was dying off and all kinds of other reasons. Uh, but to give them language skills and the te technical skills to enter into uh, an industrial society, otherwise they would have literally died out. So uh, the narratives around the residential schools are uh, many of them fabricated and very few of them open to proof so that uh, all we have is people's hearsay. Uh, but it's taken as absolute truth. And anybody that questions the narrative in any way, even though there's plenty of evidence to refute a lot of the allegations, is called now, the news thing now is to, is to be called a genocide denier. I am called a genocide denier. 
um, and so are many scholars, some of whom have actually been fired from their academic posts for uh, publishing research that is evidence-based. Wow. I mean, uh, so I guess, Chase, are you familiar with this story at all? Because I don't know anything about, like, I don't know no. if it's the first time I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, that's that's exactly where I am, too. I've, I've not heard anything about that. Can so you, I, I was, it's a very different history. It's a very different history with indigenous peoples in the United States. Uh, they do have a different history because, in fact, many indigenous tribes uh, were uh, wiped out or or so mm -hmm. decimated. Uh, but also because the reservations, they're called reservations in the States and they're called reserves in Canada, uh, are very close to cities, towns, uh, so that people can work in the mainstream economy. Uh, in Canada, a lot of the reserves are so far north or so far off the beaten economic path uh, that they're entirely dependent either on their own initiatives, you know, uh, mm -hmm. making their own economy out of whatever is to hand or uh, handouts from the federal government, which is most, I mean, the federal government spends billions uh, in support right. of uh uh, but but this but this whole thing about the residential schools missing they they allege there's thousands of missing and murdered children no child has ever been there's been no evidence that any child has ever been murdered or even you know gone missing the records are there uh, if people want to search the look at what scholars have turned up uh, it's more of a kind of um, uh, it's like the transphobia thing you're not allowed to you're not allowed to bring up uh, any piece of evidence or to say, well, but actually we do have the death records and there's nothing here to show that, you know, right. you're a bigot, you're a racist, uh, you're a colonialist, you're, you know. So for Canada, that was a big story this week. And uh, it hadn't even occurred to me that it, I, it should be a story that that everybody can relate to uh, in the United States as well. So I'm sorry, I, it, it is it is more local. In the sense no, it's it's, in, it actually is interesting because uh, from at least from my perspective, you know, we do have a different history, although I'd actually maybe if you can, I'd, I want you to tease out of some of the, the differences there. But um, I think we have seen kind of a similar, you know, they they turn to history. They look at some things that are either questionable or maybe just, you know, look in the past people warred over land and killed each other and did whatever well, and like that's kind of how people functioned and now we're here we are 200 years later supposed to apologize for stuff that none of us alive did um, well our prime minister our prime minister not only apologized uh what started last last may was that some ground penetrating radar uh had discovered some soil disturbances at a at a, a british columbia school where there had been a residential school and immediately they seized on that and said ah these are mass graves they're unmarked they were actually soil disturbances that they not first it was unmarked graves and then it was mass graves which suggest uh, mass murder uh, and without any corroboration or ev any evidence no excavation no nothing our prime minister said oh we have such a dark and shameful past he lowered the flag he lowered the canadian flag for five months and when pe five months and when people said when, when is the flag going up he said well we'll that'll be for indigenous people to decide so you know he has he has declared canada a genocidal nation and he says it's an ongoing cultural genocide he says that so uh, it's a very demoralizing issue 
very demoralizing. But of course, it brings up the whole idea, and I'm sure Chase can speak to that, of where do you, when are you allowed to celebrate your own nationhood? Uh, how far back, if you keep going back, you'll find that every country in the world, every, every conquest is the nature of world history. Uh, and th there were always people there before. Yes, they were conquered, uh, but you can't undo that conquest or, or that settlement. And when people from a higher technical, you know, when people from the who have the wheel and horses come into a place where there's no wheels and no horses, they obviously are going to have the advantage in terms of settling. And, you know, I mean, they're not invading another nation because there was no such thing as a nation state. This is this is a, a larger philosophical question, historical question. But I'll I'm talking too much. I'll turn it over to Chase. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, it's interesting because one of the here and I'm in the South where everyone is a racist or everyone's woke. There's there's no middle ground uh, when it comes to the narrative that's being pushed. And we have the trail of tears runs through and, and what happened to the indigenous people was absolutely terrible. But, and like Christopher Columbus, Christopher Columbus was not like a stand up guy. He was not the guy you'd want babysitting your kids, but he was exactly what a conquistador would have been. He was an explorer. That's what those people did. Half of them died in the middle of the ocean somewhere, you know, on, on the trip. And, they just they've been mis mischaracterizing history almost and i think it's deliberate in a way to trigger people to to create little arguments to divide families friends co-workers to make it easier to categorize people so i mean let's let's play i, I don't want to necessarily play devil's advocate completely here because i do think it's it's immoral to be blaming current people on past actions mm -hmm. like i think that's blank like patently immoral but is there like what's the history for example of these schools and like is it a history of uh i, I don't know canada's history is it a history of coming in and stealing land and oppressing people and then having schools after that like what's the what's the history in canada i assume it's well the, the history similar. okay so so the history is is that not at all like what went on in latin america in terms of uh, conquering, massacring, none of that. The original settlers from New France, they were the first ones to come in the 17th century. Uh, they had pretty amicable relations with the Indians that they found because they pretty soon discovered that uh, these people were fantastic hunters and trappers. And there was a gigantic market for furs in Europe. So they established um, yeah. a relationship pretty quickly the, the uh, native people did all the hunting and trapping. Uh, then they would bring them to the Hudson's Bay Company. I don't know if you've heard of it, but that was- I have heard of, of it, yeah. Well, I mean, before there was even a proper government, there was a Hudson's Bay Company was, was the European, they set up, that was where they received the, the, the goods. But it was also, they provided them with benefits and they were a source, they would distribute food in times of you know hunger and that sort of thing. So they, so yes, they became very dependent on the fur trade selling to Europeans. And in return, they, they gave them modern, well, modern stuff. Uh, they, that's where they got weapons from for the first time. Obviously, they, they had never had guns before so that they could hunt better. Um, and so 
I wouldn't call it oppression, but it was definitely, definitely settling on lands that they, most of these people were quite nomadic. So you can't say uh, that they had, they didn't have cities or towns even. They had settlements or their own. Uh, so Canada is a very big country. So right. there was plenty of room for everybody. And in fact, there still is. It's the second biggest country in the world. And we have 38 million people. So to this day, 90% of Canada is unoccupied. Um, so it wasn't so much a question of, uh, of grabbing land, but of displacement uh, mm. of, you know, the, 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 the lands that they wanted or that they, they were, that they were building towns and wasn't as if these people couldn't also be in those towns, but they didn't want to be. I don't want to go into, I don't have the whole history. What I can say is that massacring, the, Canada was not in the business, Canadians, the first Canadians were not in the business of massacring anybody, although there was some intertribal, there were some of the, some of the Indian tribes sided with the United States, well, with the revolutionaries. So then, yes, there was fighting sure, between right, them yeah. and, and the loyalists who went to Canada, uh, but I don't want to get into the weeds here. All I can say is that um, the, the, the Native people did present a problem to, as the government formed and as we got a bigger country, they were behind. They were being left behind. When the fur trade started to fall off and everything, it, what, the question was, what are we going to do for these people? Yes, they were treated as inferiors. Yes, they were treated as, you know, because they were technologically behind and all of that. But the residential schools, actually, it was an idea that was that was conceived in the United States and was a, they they were schools. There were schools in the United States, residential schools where uh, American natives went to learn skills so that they could join yeah. the economy. That was the idea that brought it back to Canada it was a good idea. They let the church people run it. They, the 60% the of them were run by the Catholic church and 40% were run by the Anglican church. And they were given sort of carte blanche to run them. Uh, and they reported back to the department of Indian affairs. So within that system, obviously with no accountability, yes, there were, we know there were abuses, but on the scale that we're being told, no. And we have many accounts of grateful kids that went to that school, their sisters and brothers came, their parents were happy to send them. We have many, many accounts of thank goodness, I got, I learned English, I learned this. Uh, one of our most, most famous artists, Thompson Highway, is a man who uh, went to these schools for eight years and wrote the most beautiful memoir. He's, he's a famous uh, poet and, and musician, world famous now, and he he wrote a beautiful memoir thanking them. He got piano lessons at the residential school. Where was he get? His parents were like hunters, trappers. Where was he going to learn how to play the piano? And he thanked right. um, uh, his teachers who were so dedicated. And Thompson Highway, you'll never, you won't see his name appearing in a magazine article or writing in a newspaper because he's he's considered like um, what do they call uh, like the black uh, the black conservatives. You know, false oh, consciousness. He's uh, sure. Uh, uh, he's in, he's got internalized colonial. Exactly. Yeah, he's internalized. Yeah. So yeah, he okay. doesn't get any. He doesn't get a lot of public airtime or any really. Um, so that's I'm, I'm obviously leaving out a lot, and I'm not trying to make it better than it was, and I'm not trying to make it worse than it was. But there, I, I don't know what other way there could have been other than some kind of forced acculturation in order to give these people a chance to enter 
otherwise they were going to be left out. And, you know, they say, oh, it was cultural genocide. Well, can you imagine living off the land today? Like what kind of a, a life you would yeah. give a child, you know, in the north, hunting and trapping? That would be your life? I don't think so. It's not a good life. It's that it's that timely debate of trying to to justify ethical decisions made in a time that you can't, can't exactly. comprehend what was going on. Yeah, it's presentism. Um, it's presentism. Yes. Yeah. And and there, there's also it, it, what's reminding me that this is reminding me of this this trend to and I don't know if this is just Disney did this generally, but like this. Well, I mean, it, it's Rousseau did it, right. It, it And it starts with this romanticization of what it's like to not have the modern era and the conveniences as if these are this is an equivalent oh well this is just an equivalent culture like the word culture means a lot of things it means it can mean morals which there i would argue there are better morals than others like a, a culture mm -hmm. for example where you sacrifice your firstborn baby to the sun god every year to, for a good harvest is a bad that's a bad moral cult like yeah. bad morals yeah. that's a bad aspect of the culture and other things are like well this kind of music or this kind of art or this kind of food, like those cultural things are kind of irrelevant. Um, but, but we're asked to, to, to look at these cultures as if they're completely equivalent, like, Oh, well, it would have been just as fine for the people involved for this. Uh, I forgot his first name, but Thompson, highway was Thompson. Thompson highway. It would have been perfectly fine for him to have remained living off the land and only learn trapping and whatever. And that would have been an equivalent life. But really, if you look at it from his perspective, uh, Western culture had more to offer for him and his personal self satisfaction and his self actualization. And he learned piano and decided he wanted to go do other things and closing that door because you've decided to vilify one side and say, well, these are equivalent cultures. You shouldn't want to be in your other culture or you shouldn't, you shouldn't want to, try this other culture you should stick with this culture I, I don't there's this equivalent there's a cultural equivalence that's really bothersome to me um you can respect yeah, multiculturalism that's that's what multiculturalism is yeah i guess it, but it's usually presented as just appreciation for which i can have appreciation for other cultures it's the it's the moral equivalence of a culture where you don't have wheels and <laughs> guns or medicine or schools or written languages is not equivalent to a culture where you have those things i mean by any metric that you would you would um measure you've got better well, standards of livings happier people like think about a culture that doesn't have internet access right now right that's a you know how far behind are they whereas you know, my, my family, they shop on Amazon. They have their groceries delivered to their front door, got the ring doorbells, all the fancy. Their life is on the Internet. Compare that to someone who lives even in rural Tennessee where you don't have any high-speed Internet, so they've made do without it. Or in one of these African countries that in the rural areas of that that doesn't have ac access to the Internet how dramatically different is life from from how you plan your trip to the grocery store or how you're planning your next meal 
all the way. And, and that is going to create a completely different subculture. And if you went to, to an area that doesn't have internet, somewhere they, they have to plant and harvest their food, how many of them you think would like to sign up for Amazon grocery delivery? <laughs> Most of them. Yeah, but it's not just material, Chase. I mean, look, mm -hmm. it, 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 all of us come from, I don't know about your ancestors, but mine lived in Europe. They had a very different culture from the way I live. Everybody else accepts the fact that cultures evolve. Mm -hmm. And you can't, what, what they seem to be saying about their culture is, that they would have liked it to be fixed in amber or something, that the only authentic culture is one that never changes. Uh, but every immigrant that comes to our shores changes their language. Yeah, sure, they speak their old language at home, but maybe their kids won't even speak the old language. Well, you mm -hmm. know, times move on, and, and, and it doesn't mean they forget where they came from, uh, but it means something else. Uh, you know, when you add that other layer and and you come here and you, you integrate. I mean, that's to, to mm -hmm. me, that's the yeah. ideal is that you, is that you integrate into the new culture. Mm -hmm. If you have a religion that you keep that, I mean, that's, you know, you bring your religion from somewhere else. Great practice it. But uh, it's not a genocide when you go to schools in the new place. And I remember when I was a kid, I'm Jewish and we all sang Christmas carols. Is that cultural genocide? I mean, Nobody, nobody ever wanted to know what we sang at home. It was like we, we had joined this new, you know, the only public schools, they were mm -hmm. all Christian. They, they weren't Christian in, in, in uh, paper, but in practice. policy. But I mean, that was everybody in those days. So it was very natural to sing Christmas carols at Christmas mm -hmm. time. We never thought that was like, oh, they hate us. They want us. They want our culture to die out. We just. We were Jewish at home and in the schools, we did what all the other kids did. Now it becomes, it becomes someone's individual responsibility or family responsibility to preserve the culture. And yeah. inevitably the number of families willing to preserve things over time will decrease. And, and that's mm -hmm. a fact, not, and it's like you said, nothing's preserved in Amber. I mean, other than some mosquitoes with dinosaur <laughs> DNA. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, haven't you seen Jurassic Park? Uh, I, I like the way you're describing culture, though, because you're right. It is it is something that does change over time. And the idea of freezing something static and and, the, and being upset that it's, it's not still static is is a it's just kind of stupid. I mean, I always think of like, what would happen if I moved to Japan? It's like, well, I would adopt Japanese culture, not because I was forced. And I do think forcing people to do things obviously is wrong, but not because I was forced. But, I, you know. If I wanted to get along and get a job and not be ostracized and fit in with the neighbors, like I'd have to. For sure, you'd do learn the language. Things. For sure, you'd learn yeah. the language, wouldn't you? I mean, or you'd make sure your kids learn the language. And uh, the fact that that uh, native people had to learn a language that was not their own in order to survive, they would have to admit that they are a conquered people, and that's mm -hmm. how it is. But there's no shame in your in your grandparents having been conquered. You can't you can't keep blaming. You can't keep blaming the grandchildren and great grandchildren and great great grandchildren of the people that conquered your great 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 grandparents. You can't forever be saying you're genocidal or you're white supremacists or your whatever it was that happened 
to get us into this pickle now, mm -hmm. uh, the blame game cannot go on forever. It's corrosive and divisive. And I honestly think that this demand for constant apologizing, apologizing and reparations, it doesn't help the people that consider themselves the victims. All it, it, it reinforces the idea that self-pity is itself uh, a viable uh, attitude to take forever. Like, and, and yes. instead of saying what happened to us, we consider very bad, but we're moving on. We're moving mm -hmm. on. And uh, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And I, and I think it would, in a reasonable world, all people would look back at history and say, wow, people in history did some bad things to each other. And these people did these bad things. And these people had these bad ideas. And these people did this bad thing. And like, okay. But we all, yeah. We just, all need to, just move to add, I just, you, you just sparked, you just sparked. I'm sorry. Chase, I feel I'm, 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 no, I'm, you're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued because I don't know a whole lot about <laughs> indigenous Canadian history. So I'm just trying to listen. You're well. Spoken, okay. I'm sorry so. though. I, I don't like to hog the, but, but what you said sparked me to remember the fact that I had read about um, in Mexico, if you, if you walk through the streets of Mexico and you meet Mexicans, you won't know which Mexican is the great, great, grandchild of a Spaniard mm -hmm. or of an indigenous, uh, what were they called? I forget, whatever. The indigenous people of Mexico. They mm -hmm. intermarried, they interculturated, they, and now it's like everybody's just Mexican. And that's what should have happened. And it would have happened if, if our natives had not, well, in concert with the government, I don't know, I you know, whose idea it was first, but if they had not insisted on their own uh, uh, reservations or reserves, it's true that they, they focused on the differences instead yes, of trying to, yes. to blend together and, and not caring about what religion or what tribe or skin color or whatever it was, they found a way to, to divide people probably for profit. Well, <laughs> now now it has actually a lot of people speak about the indigenous industry. Uh, it's it's mm. because there is profit in apologies and there is profit in blame and there is profit in in uh, performative grieving over unmarked graves that nobody even knows if they are unmarked graves and how they died or if they if they are graves, if they died of tuberculosis or, you know, so. Uh, so no I'm one's thinking, gotten a shovel yet, just to be clear. That's still no, not, no, no excavation, no excavation. Oh, and they've okay. had lots of time and they were given 71 million. No, I'm sorry, not 71, $71 million was what they were given to, to do this whole commission of truth and reconciliation. Um, and they were also given money to do excavate. No, there's been no excavation. There's been not a single body found. There has never been a single parent that ever complained like a written complaint that their child never came home from the school there's never been a single investigation there's never been a single police report nothing zero wow. and yet wow. all the all these accusations there's a there's an accusation out there that the queen and prince philip kidnapped 12 aboriginal children and took them home to england with them there are there are crazy i, I heard that yep 
I've heard well, that. that's one of them that children were burned in the furnaces. Babies were thrown into the ch children born uh, to illegitimate uh, the, that, that the priests fathered children and they were burned in furnaces. Uh, you can't imagine uh, the terrible, uh, the terrible accusations. And there hasn't been a single iota of proof to any of them. But the minute you say, gee, that sounds terrible. Maybe are you sure that happened? Well, you're a you're a residential school denier which is the kind of word that you use with the Holocaust, right? I mean, that's not a yeah. word that you use lightly. Yeah. 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 And yeah. climate change. Um, all right. Th this has been fascinating, but I want to give Ch uh, Chase a chance yes. to, to <laughs> answer the question. What do you think the most important story about which we've been misled has is in the past? You know, I mean, I hate to point out the elephant in the room, but the Ukraine-Russia situation. I mean, obviously that's been going on for, for years now, but you can go back just four or five years at the, the news articles where they point out that there's a, a neo-Nazi problem in, in Ukraine. It's the most corrupt thing ever. Republicans and Democrat politicians both have family members earning jackpot loads of money. Uh, they're the number one donor for the Clinton Foundation, which we all know is the most above board organization on earth. And I don't know anything about Hillary Clinton. Um, I but, have no, I'm not suicidal. Yes, I'm Just not, not suicidal. <laughs> There's no dental floss in my jail cell. Um, so, uh, but, but Ukraine is, is corrupt. Now that doesn't mean that I'm a, a, a pro Putin guy. You can't get honest information. We all know that the media, we all, I don't, know, I don't want to say all, but a lot of us four or five years ago thought that America was the only place, maybe Canada too, I'm not familiar with, with y'all's culture, that had honest media. And now, if you think anywhere has honest media, then I've got some oceanfront property here in Tennessee to sell you. <laughs> so uh, there's a, you know, Zelensky came out and banned 10 political parties, I believe it was, like last week. You know, he did not ban the Nazi party. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that just, I think it was 2017, the New York Times was running articles where the, uh, the Nazi movement in Ukraine was using cluster bombs on its own people. So it, it's hard to know what to believe, but it's obvious that we've been misled. So I would like to ask you guys why. I, I actually uh, have seen reports that um, Ukraine is quite a corrupt uh, country. I, I, I don't think that honest journalists deny that. At the moment, you know, when you're up to your neck in alligators, it's hard to... Uh, it's hard to think about that your original intention was to drain the swamp. So, you know, right now uh, there's a lot of alligators around Zelensky. So it seems a little harsh, especially the news reports of the last day uh, with the war crimes that the Russians have been um, <clears throat> accused of. They're just terrible, terrible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in his present situation, Ukraine stands for a lot more than just Ukraine. It stands for a, a kind of uh, uh, a European ideal and democracy. I mean, the idea of being a free country and all that. I, 
you know, it might be I, I a, think that's a lousy democracy, but it's still a democracy. Well, I think that's the narrative that they're spinning, but it, it's in no way a it's a corruptocracy. It's like Gotham City. Like the only thing it's missing is Batman and a guy in a in a question mark outfit. And but you don't want to see it. But you don't want to see Putin. Well, will, do. no, you don't want to. But they're because I've got friends who are Ukrainian. Their parents are Russian because their parents are old enough to be alive when Ukraine wasn't a country. But they absolutely. They believe more of the Russian media than what we see. They believe that a lot of the Ukrainian sub-factions are doing this to themselves. It's like warring gangs killing people, and Russia becomes the easy clickbait. For the first two weeks of it, you know, they had all this BS propaganda, fake news articles, fake staged cutouts of people, fake guns in the pictures, and th that you were being shown by MSNBC. It's just like at the start of the COVID pandemic when they were using the inflatable people, the fake dummies in the background to show overstaffed hospitals. It's And the appearance of impropriety is worse than impropriety itself. I in no way am trying to justify what, because I don't even know who's doing it. I have my I, I obviously believe that Russia is there and is, is committing atrocities, possibly. But is it really Russia on orders committing atrocities or is it, you know, three drunken people that are going to three drunken soldiers that have gotten ticked off like we have U.S. Marines get accused of this all the time in Afghanistan treating the the native uh, people what they just found what they what they found <clears throat> yesterday was in the news today i don't think there's any question that uh this town of bucha has been war crimes terrible war crimes have been committed and they did find a mass grave uh i actually believe that uh, the chechens who are uh most loyal to putin are will do just about anything they are known for their brutality mm -hmm. And uh, look, the uh, the bombing of the uh, of the maternity hospital that put out a big sign in front, children, and got bombed anyways. You're not saying that's uh, fake. I'm I, I'm not saying that they didn't get bombed. I'm saying that how do you know it was ordered by this person? How do you know that it? And I'm not saying that. Again, I haven't. I don't trust the mainstream media. And I have friends. My, my dad came over here in 87 from England. So I have a lot of friends that live all over Europe, uh, older friends. And I am not sympathizing with Russia, but our what's going on right now with the Ukrainian, you know, the bio labs. Are you aware of the bio labs? Yes, I have read that story. Yeah. 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 There's. There's video all over the alternative social media where the Russian troops are letting people leave, flat out leave, but they're checking them for Nazi insignia first because there's a... Now, again, do I think that that is what the entire war is over? I don't know. But if you believe CNN, when CNN, MSNBC, Fox, when they're all singing the same tune, I, if you still trust that, it's... It, I'm, I'm sorry, then you know, I don't know what to tell you, but well, this I, think right that if, I think that if you had, if you're, a, if you're kind of aware of 
Putin's own words over the last, you know, 15 years or so. Um, he He's a guy who has a mission. He's on a mission mm -hmm. to restore Russia to its former czarist glory. Um, <clears throat> I think he and he's definitely in charge in that country. So and yeah. how how would we react as America? Obviously, you're in Canada. If we found out that China was building biological weapons labs in Canada. Actually, we have it. There's, there's a kind of biological. If uh, so, oh, there's, man, there's, we just kicked out, not just a few months ago, two uh, Chinese biologists were kicked out of Canada suddenly, very abruptly, with no fanfare. And the news sort of went dark on why. And uh, so far, I don't think, I think, Something so, going on. but but uh, I don't know what, but but everybody, I, I, but there's people should be paying attention to that story. Because... So, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of the Hegelian dialectic, and I can believe Russia is a bad guy, but that doesn't mean that I have to believe Ukraine is the good guy. The citizens of Ukraine absolutely are the victims. I 100%, I believe that that they are the end, but. Then again, so are most of the soldiers having to fight for Russia. They signed up just like our boys in, you know, camo well, they do. Were duped. They were duped. And, I don't think any of them and, knew uh, what they were getting into. Uh, but, and he, he won't. He won't allow. He won't allow anybody to call it a war. You know, in Russia, yeah. he calls mm -hmm. it a special military operation or special. Uh, you know, and mm -hmm. anybody that actually says out loud that it's a war they can get into trouble for that. So yep. and, uh, look, and... I think I think Putin's a pretty evil guy. It doesn't matter to me, in fact, mm -hmm. if, if Ukraine is corrupt or not corrupt. It, it, it's, it does have, it, it has enough of the earmarks of a country that's trying to be part of the West uh, for us to be cheering it on. And what has happened is, is an invasion very much on par with Hitler's invasion of Poland, uh, it's a made-up reason, and we are we are being taken back to the times of we thought to times we thought were over. World War, like where countries just decided, you know, I'm sorry that country got away from us 20 years ago. We're taking it back. Like you can't do. We thought the new global order was you don't do that anymore, but now it's being done. And so, it's what very do important you, that they don't win? It's very important do that you, Russia doesn't win. So what do you have to say then when, you know, Zelensky's on audio recently saying he is fighting for the new world order? I can get you that. To me what, if he says, if he says he's want to be part of that, I, the new world order, I agree. I, I'm sure we can all agree that it's a little creepy, but what he's really saying is he wants in with the West. He wants, See, he, I, he, I think it's a money laundering thing. Again, I, I don't think that Putin's a good guy. But within like two days of the first bombing, the gas station down the road from me was asking if I wanted to donate up charged round up to the nearest dollar and donate money to the Ukrainian relief effort. And well, they do need relief. Come on, they're, they, they've got they've got like three million refugees pouring out trying to, and I think you're being tough on. I think you're being tough on on Ukraine. I have to push back here, Chase. Wait, I, wait, okay. That, <laughs> Let me moderate for a second. Yes. Uh, let, me, let me just step back for a second because, uh, look, 
I don't have like philosophically, I'm an anarchist. I don't have a dog in this fight. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I think governments are all of them are horrible. I would much prefer a libertarian government. So I'm kind of on their side generally than like, so I, like I push for that, but I think, you know, ultimately, and I, and I, when I say I'm an anarchist, it means because I can't figure out a good way to do government. Like if someone could figure mm -hmm. out a way to do government, like that didn't, wasn't a violation of individual rights, I might be on board, but I'm pretty blackpilled with respect to how the constitution has been ignored and that didn't work. And so like, yes. I don't really know what to do next, but I do know, smaller and smaller and smaller with a limit to approaching zero is would be good for me. So I don't really, I'm not, I don't want to defend Putin. I don't want to defend Zelensky. I don't want to defend the US. Um, so when I look at this, I see we're in, a, we're in an, the information. I hate this sounds trite, but we're in an yep. information age where the the this is really going to be about an information war and mm -hmm. the russian people and the ukrainian people are I mean, ukrainian people much more so are victims of this of this and the the person who will win the actual war knows the entity that will win the actual war knows that it, they will win it through information and we know that Russia pushes disinformation. We know the Russian military has been pushing disinformation. We know, I, I, I think the, the narrative of, of the Russia-Trump uh, 2016 thing was obviously crazily overblown. They spent like a few tens of thousands of dollars on Facebook. Every ads, major like developed country pushes disinformation. Right. So. Right, yeah, but, but it's we a hot war, Carter. It's a hot war. No, no, no. I I know, let, but let, let me finish. So okay. I'm just a normal guy. I'm not there in Ukraine. Yeah. I don't speak Ukrainian. I don't speak Russian, and I'm not there with my iPhone filming stuff. So, I, I especially over the past few years, as I've watched the COVID narrative unfold, I've grown even more distrustful of what our mainstream media is telling us. And then I watch when this war happens. They do things like take down Oliver Stone's documentary, uh, Ukraine on Fire, so that people can't talk about it. They, mm -hmm. You see the New York Times go after Cassandra, or it wasn't Cassandra, who was it? Candace Owens for saying something about Nazis in the Ukraine. And they said, where did you get that information? And she said, here. And she pointed to their There's articles stuff. from a few years ago, right? There, there's been a shutdown of discussion. And whenever there's a silencing of discussion and nuance that that is a red flag for me and so i immediately and think i don't know whose information to believe i believe that he's there i believe that he invaded i believe mm -hmm. the ukrainian people are suffering all that's true um how much war crime and atrocity is happening on either side i don't know i do know there are nazis in ukraine this was true before. It was reported before. There's an entire battalion. The, the whole history of Ukraine politics is I, I made a little crazy diagram with people related to each other and the CIA supporting people like it is very uh, keep in mind in Europe, Nazi is non-communist. So when 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 the Soviet Union broke up, well, and actually even after World War Two, the CIA was involved in hiding Nazis because they they didn't because Nazis were they suddenly communism became the threat and the and the and the leaders that we were anti-communist which happened to be Nazi like did actually get they hidden by bring, the U.S. They did bring Nazis over from Germany who had participated in the war. They did come to the United States. They did work in 
at scientific yes. stuff. Paper clip. A lot of the war criminals yes. went to That's Argentina true. also. That is true. Right. So I'm not saying I'm not saying I guess I guess what I'm frustrating is kind of I'll, I'll say I'm a normie in this case because I'm I don't like I said I don't speak Ukrainian I don't speak Russian I'm not massively familiar with the history and all the nuance but I don't know what to believe and mm -hmm. I don't I think it's hard for average people to know what to believe when they say Russia bombed this hospital I don't even know that that's true do I believe the hospital was bombed yes do I know it was Russia I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We uh, had people you saying, guys, you guys are in a different uh, planet from me. Okay. I'm not so there. why? Why, why, should, there. I, why no. should I believe it? They bombed it. They bombed it. And I saw evidence good enough for me. Um, okay. What, what I, was I, the evidence I, that it was Russia specifically that you saw? All right. Look, I maybe we should move to another topic because. <laughs> okay. I'm, I, look, I'm, I'm just saying as a, as a, as a, like, you know, maybe you're more involved in this than I am. I'm just I'm like, not as more a normal involved. Person. I just read, I read the wall street journal. I mean, if you don't believe them, you know, that, that's mainstream, but it's good enough for me. And I, I read all, I read, I'm reading articles uh, in Substacks and then I'm reading all kinds of stuff and um, that are analyzing different aspects of the war. These are a lot of them, brilliant writers. And a lot of them are, are military people that really know what they're looking at. They know the materiel. They know who's got what and who's. So I I, I can't even discuss it. I mean, you you're you're uh, okay. skeptical in a degree that I'm too um, skeptical. You're way <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Off my planet. Me, okay. So let me ask you this then. Uh, and and just again, maybe I am too. I mean, look, I'm maybe I'm too skeptical. Uh. Certainly, I do feel like I've been lied to for a while on COVID and everything else. Mm -hmm. But if we rewind to the Iraq war or Afghanistan, a lot of the things that these are the same people telling us, the same experts explaining to us what was happening and what was going on. And a lot of that turned out to be false. The yellow cake stuff was false. The the taking babies out of incubators and, and beating them on the floor, that atrocity was false. Like we now know and we seem to have a very short attention span we seem to be like well yeah they were wrong about that but i'm going to go back to the same trove of experts and ask them about ukraine and russia and so i've lost i've lost my trust in even a lot of people that i would say in the past i might have said well i like the wall street journal better than the new york times and sort of you know i'm going to leave what they mm -hmm. say right okay but i you know this 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 if you're going back to iraq uh the, the the trove of information that they thought they had, I think a lot of it they honestly believed because they thought they had good reason to believe it. Saddam Hussein himself was putting out uh, the idea that he was he was boasting that he had uh, weapons of mass destruction because he wanted people to be scared. I mean, he he was the one that lied the most about it. His own generals believed him. They thought they they thought that he did have uh, chemical weapons. Um, maybe he did and they, you know, were spirited out of the country. I don't know. But, but okay. I think there's, I think that that's, there's no black and white on these things. I, I think that it was the aftermath of the, I think there was a lot of argument in favor of getting rid of Saddam just because he was a threat, a wider threat than just to Iraq. If he'd stayed in power, uh, he had already attacked Israel. He was looking forward to attacking some more with bigger and better weapons. Same as Iran. I think uh, what's going on in Iran with this deal for Iran is so insane. 
uh, that's what that's what I can't believe is that the United States is making such a bad deal with Iran, who's I believe we know what a leader says when I have a nuclear weapon, I'm going to wipe out this country. Um, I, I tend to believe them, because why would you say that if you didn't, you know, like Putin said he was going to get Ukraine back because he believes that Ukraine is really part of Russia spiritually. So uh, I don't think it's so crazy that he was one day going to do it. And he did it. I think he waited till Trump was out of power because he wasn't so sure how Trump would react. You know, <laughs> he's not more, he was more unpredictable. Uh, but then he thought he could get away with it. So, I, you know, I, 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 hmm. I, uh, I think we could go around all this stuff. I'm well, not sure. We there's a, another story that hasn't been covered very much in the media. Okay. Hunter Biden's Listen. laptop. Oh, now that is interesting because right from the beginning, it sounded tremendously plausible to me. And the guy that went on, uh, what's his name? Uh, Boblinski. Tony yeah. Boblinski. That yeah. Yep. yeah. And I have, I have left wing friends who, who adamantly rejected that this could be possible. Uh oh, Did YouTube you doesn't want Barbara talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. Look at that! Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. You froze, but you're back. I, yeah, we, so, you, so, we, so, you froze so, after I have friends. And oh, that was the I, oh I have friends that they they actually believe the Hunter Biden thing was disinformation from Russia, and they adamantly refused because all you know CNN, all the usual suspects were saying that it, throwing you know shade on it and saying no, it's not. There's no evidence here. There's a blah, 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 blah. I, that was one thing I thought. I wasn't skeptical for one second. I thought, oh, no, this is this is for real. And when it turned out to be for real, only it was only the Wall Street Journal, by the way, mm -hmm. that um, harped on that and, and, and never for a second said that it wasn't real. Of all the York, mainstream New York, newspapers. New York Post and... Oh, and the New York uh, Post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the ones like new, up at the New York yep. Times level... Um, yep. It was it, uh, the the Wall Street to me is like the New York Post. I like it because it's it's you know in your face and it's it's uh, it's snazzy and it's jazzy. But the Wall Street I like for the fact that it is it's conservative, but in a very sober kind of way. So uh, I think their columnists are terrific, and they've never had to backtrack on anything so far. So you know the New York Times. There's a hundred things uh, they should just have you know a, a booth out in front of the building. Uh, handing out refunds, you know, for the paper, <laughs> for for you, what you paid for, you know, you should get you should get your money back for all the all the times they've been wrong. <laughs> so the the hunter laptop story, the thing the thing that's I think so frustrating is there there were polls taken after the election in 2020, which clearly indicate that if the voters had known about this story. Biden would not have won. I think 10% um, of 10% of Biden voters said that if they had known that was a true story, they they would not have voted for him. That would have been plenty to yeah. right? That would have been plenty to sway the election. Mm -hmm. I know there's going to be people saying he didn't win. And let's not get into that from but like uh like he wouldn't have won. Um and isn't it convenient? That we were told to that this story was suppressed right beforehand, and there, now no, there's no, there's no question that the left wing media uh, suppressed that story. They suppress they uh, that I that I'm with you on that. They suppress a lot of stuff. But what's good about today is uh, you've got uh, you've got a, a vast array now 
of wonderful writers uh, who've left mainstream mm. media. They've got their own sub stacks. They can write what they want. They're not censored. They can't be censored. You know, it's not it's not yeah. a veil of tears altogether on journalism because it's evolving. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about Barry Weiss, who left The New York Times and she's making tons yeah. more money uh, running her Substack and Andrew Sullivan and Glenn uh, Greenwald. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, there, there's there's mm -hmm. there's so many of them. Uh, I like Jonah Goldberg, yep. but he's always been off. You know, he, he's had for years his own blog. Um, so it's not like you can't get alternate points of view. You can. It's it, I would you can, but you have to know where to look. I, I, I will say I had my business page like my news page taken down when I went to D.C. I had less than 500 followers on that page at the time. And I asked them to review and they said, no, we reviewed it and we're standing by our decision. Like, and it, it, it seemed like someone had personally responded. That was not a, an automated email. It was somebody went. And what, what, what was there something specific? Was it, was it COVID? Or I, was, was it I was on a bus going to January 6th, the, the rally beforehand, we took uh, three buses up there. And uh, nothing, you know, no one did anything illegal, uh, but they took me down just for talking about that. Um, I had my payment processors cancel me through Wix website uh, because I was selling a shirt. Now, I sell T-shirts and I sold one with a letter of the alphabet on it because it sold well. I didn't, I don't have to believe something to sell it. But you know what letter of the alphabet that is, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> they they canceled me on my website. And my website, I was selling like four or five hundred dollars a month for you know, like really small amount. So they will target the small person uh, a lot more than we think they are. They will sh from shadow banning to so people if you see something that's gotten a million views on Facebook, chances are there's nothing juicy in there. That's what project Veritas can't even get a million views. Well, that does, that does actually uh, feed into the story you thought you were going to hear from me about the freedom convoy in Canada. Okay. And they sure did try to do a number on them. Uh, our prime minister, as you know, is quite left wing and he just hated uh, the truckers. He, you know, he didn't call them deplorables, but I, I think that uh, in his mind, they were diesel deplorables is, is, uh, and they planted story. The media were, were saying, oh, there's weapons caches. Um, they, they, there's violence. There was none. The violence was coming from Antifa who would come in at night and uh, mess around, do vandalism and stuff. And then they wouldn't report that it was Antifa that had done the vandalism. It was, it was a mess. And then the give the, the GoFundMe, they stopped mm -hmm. the payments. They froze people. You know, they brought in the Emergencies Act for no good reason whatsoever. Um, and I went to Niagara Falls oh, yeah? uh, about a month ago, probably. Uh, longer than that. But, yeah. So I, I remember when they were doing all of that. Well, the, it was the one in Ottawa that was at the borders, that border, mm -hmm. the border situations were different 
from what was going on in Ottawa with the honking mm -hmm. and they downtown and disrupting because of the noise. That was that was the main uh, the main problem was the noise for people. And uh, for that, they brought in an Emergencies Act, which is usually only used in time of war if you're being like invaded, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and they had remarkable powers. The banks all cooperated in a second. Mm -hmm. They didn't even ask questions. Um, it was it, it was it was the most uh, draconian uh, imposition of of uh, anti-democratic uh, clampdown on freedoms that we've seen in a very long time in this country. It's only been used once or twice before. Uh, this is not the same as the War Measures Act, but it's it's an outcropping and a different one. But it has the same basic powers. Anyways, that that's it. That that would have been a good subject to discuss. Um, yeah. But you yeah. got the indigenous stuff. Sorry. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, 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 I think it was, I think it was good. I know. Um, I know you've got a hard, you have a hard stop, right, Barbara? I you, sort of do. I, yeah, I, I'm running a little bit late for another appointment. Okay. I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this was so no. open-ended. I thought it was an hour. It's, we're always <laughs> crazy and open-ended. So, uh, but it's fine. We, we also don't have, uh, we can stop at an hour. So it works. So um, remind people, give us one last comment you want as a takeaway and then remind people where they can find you. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, you can find me at my website, which is barbarak.ca. You can find me on Twitter, Barbara RK. I normally, uh, a lot of my time has been spent on, uh, with my friend, Linda Blade, uh, on this, uh, the transgender issue in sport. That's been one of my main things. Uh, but I, you know, I'm a freedom of speech uh, in the academy. Uh, academic freedom is one of my main gigs. And um I do a variety of subjects. Uh, I write for the National Post is my main gig. Uh, so I'd be very happy to, um, you know, hear from anyone who uh, who's watched and has a comment and uh, welcome new uh, new readers. And thanks so much, Carter, for having me on. Uh, Chase, fun to meet you. Yes, and, uh, fun to meet you too. Yes, I can see, yes. I can see that we, you know, we, we're so, we cross over a certain oh, way. That's but, the only uh, way you find truth is through debate. Exactly, exactly. And civil debate, which I enjoy on your program. So thanks so much for having me. Sorry to check out when just when it's... Um... No, no, it, this is great, Barbara. Well, I'm sure we'll have you back. Maybe we'll get to talk about truckers next time and... Maybe there'll be another dystopian display from well, your prime minister that we can. Oh, there's all you can count on it with our prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, Barbara. Okay. See you next time. See ya. All right, Chase. Uh, tell people where they can find you. We can keep talking if you want, but let's just since she just said where they can find her. Yeah. Where can people find you? How can they follow you? Uh, so patriotpunknetwork.com is uh, my most recent website. I'm trying to get more mainstream. Uh, my social links are on there, but if you look up Telegram, Minds, uh, or Twitter, the Patriot Punk hashtag, you will find me. Most of the time it's Patriot Punk Network, but Twitter has a, a cap on characters. So, uh, but all my links are at patriotpunk.net, patriotpunknetwork.com. And, uh, my specialty is basically wearing a gasoline suit and bringing matches. So, um, 
<laughs> That's... So wait, so I wanted to ask I wanted to ask you both this question. I'm not just going to ask you this question because Barbara's gone and I still want to know the answer. What news story should we be paying attention to right now? Well, man, so there's two. One is is actually a real local issue that it should concern everybody. But the, the main, the, the more national, international issue is going to be Tommy Robinson. Um, Tommy Robinson went on vacation. For, for those of you who don't know, he is a, a British activist fighting uh, some of the immigration issues that they have. Whether or not you have a, a pro-Tommy Robinson or an anti-Tommy Robinson opinion, he went on, on a family vacation with a friend and, and his kids and he was separated at the at the airport, detained and deported. And when he got back to, to England, the, the police are harassing him. Uh, and it's all because he's doing a documentary exposing uh, what he calls the rape of Britain. So uh, now this, he's, on, he's on vacation in Mexico with his family. What's the alleged crime? Why, why would he know? So it's he is was detained upon entry. Oh, as and Britain trying to go on vacation, trying to, to go on vacation once he got there. And uh, the British government deemed him a, uh, a th national security threat. So they deported him back. Oh, so wow. I don't know. And I don't so know. Mexico if, was like, we don't want you here. You're too much of a threat. Yes. Yep. And it's because he's politically active. And, wow. you know, that's Mexico is our southern border. Uh, you know, England, that's, I'm a dual citizen. I'm actually, my, my family's from England. So th this is a you lot. You have the English accent. So I figured that was the. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, <laughs> I, unfortunately that's not hereditary. So, uh, but this has major implications. We just like the seizing of Canadian truckers assets and GoFundMe accounts has a precedence. This is direct proof of them targeting a mainstream individual. Um, and they're doing it on a local level, too. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly where you're based out of, but I promise you. I'm ashamed to say that it's California, but. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, you aren't in a gulag yet. The SWAT uh, team's on their way. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I actually have had that conversation with a member of my local SWAT team telling her what that is just in case, because, yeah, there's some crazy people in this world. Yeah. 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 So um, but the same thing's happening locally. I know some women who were actually assaulted at an election commission meeting um, and we're about to come out with the story. But they're, uh, you know, no media outlet in the entire state would pick the story up yep. um, and they it's going to cost them upwards of $20,000 just because they decided to get involved. And, and that, yep. that has a precedence that's, you know, we already know there's not a lot of money in YouTube streaming, you know? So I'm what, well aware. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's the motivation for independent journalists to be a journalist if they, can be beat up and sued. I just, you know. Yeah, this is why this is why I, the the politics to me, even though it's fun to talk about politics, it's sometimes like we really need to change our culture because if if this is how if regular people are going to be, um, you know, this willing to pick up a pitchfork 
and crucify mm-hmm. someone because some screen someone else screams at them and points. Um, you know, th- this is we're dead. I mean, there's no you can't survive like a country like that can't survive a culture like that can't survive. And the, mm-hmm. the Tommy Robinson thing bothers me a lot because we see so we saw Australia um, for COVID reasons um, keep Novak from from competing, but we also saw. Um, I think it was, was it Lauren Southern and Stefan Molyneux a few years ago? I think one or both of them got kicked out or wasn't allowed in because they were wrong thinkers and on some list. Uh, this is, I think it was prior to COVID. Um, you're seeing, you know, Mexico refused Tommy Robinson. There's this, this really scary thing where I think part of me has always imagined, well, if things get really bad, I'll move to blankety blank. I'll escape to... You know, I'll go to Angola. Well, I don't know. Antigua. I'll go somewhere. Yeah. I'll like, yeah. But, Only um, if you've had your booster. <laughs> right. They they do control the borders in the U.S. Um, you know, to leave. Uh, I don't know if you need a passport to leave, but I think you need a passport to leave because you're going somewhere. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is no you can't leave the U.S. without proposing to enter another country. And therefore, you need a passport. So that means that the U.S., has complete control over whether or not you can leave the country because they can just deny you passports. Um, and, you know, and it's, uh, I, I don't know if people know this, but uh, you can be denied a passport for non-payment of taxes if you you owe a certain amount of taxes. And so, of mm-hmm. course, they if they want to do that, they can slap fines or other stuff on you. And then if you don't pay them, they deny your passport. Like, they can lock you in this country. I'm sure they can do it in the UK and they can do it elsewhere. Um, and you know, I don't think we're that far away from it being clearly, we're not that far away from it being done for wrong. Think it's already, it's already being done for wrong think, but only if you're really, really important in the wrong thinkers, only if you're a a chief wrong thinker, but we're not far away from it happening to, you know, Hey, sorry, you committed a, a social justice uh, violation. You can't change your gender for 30 days. You know, like we're we're the metaverse, the matrix. Like it sounds all dystopian and crazy, but think about 100 years from now, you know, four or five generations into the metaverse. I mean, you can't even fathom the control that could come down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. and and the technology now exists for governments to implement the dystopia that we only read about in science fiction novels in the past, and um, there's not much stopping them. And I, you know, no. one of the things that I didn't say, you know, Barbara didn't want to talk too much about the the war in Ukraine. Uh, I think we are on very different pages there with respect to at least my trusting of the media i mean i've also you know started to research things from putin's perspective again not that i'm an apologist but to understand like there are the nato agreement yeah there's other things at play there's a history of russia being invaded like part of russian's culture is paranoia about being invaded um because moscow was routinely invaded like there's just a and there's very there's an authoritarian streak in russian culture there's just a lot of you know there's a lot of stuff to consider but you know, I look at this and I think, well, COVID really advanced the the globalist agenda. Um, and 
war is just another great thing. It's not even a war here, but still, where you know you're seeing Pete Buttigieg, you know, smirk about, well, you're going to have to get an electric car if you want to not pay. Hunger. Like, you know, you're. This is this is just another. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's emergency a way to control us through. Yeah, you know. it, it's a way for them to speed up. They've built the infrastructure. They've spent sixty years developing the red tape. And some of it probably happened by accident. You know, yeah. once you have that many irons in the fire, sometimes you, you roll a few good rolls. And with social media, all the data mining, all the they have literally every piece of information. They can they understand human behavior better than anyone in in, in the history of the world. And they have it at their fingertips. So they are able to control what you, I mean, I don't know. You have Facebook, I imagine, still. Have you got caught on those reels? Like, uh, they, I, I have it, but I never post. I don't even look at it. I don't. Well, so they've got this new feature now. And I, whatever brainwashing control they've worked, if you click on one, you are stuck watching that for 20 minutes scrolling through because they figured <laughs> out human behavior and exactly how long something needs to be. And it's. It's obvious, but how much of that is being used in our nightly news or in our, you know? Oh, all the time, I'm yep. sure. Yeah, and and that's the thing we've reached. Um, we've reached a point where the algorithms know us better than we know ourselves. Um, in fact, I think I've I I don't remember the specifics of this. It could be apocryphal, but I don't think so. I think there have been instances of people getting served advertisements for being pregnant before they knew they were pregnant. Like their their behavior well, had changed or whatever, and it was like, oh, we think you're pregnant, and like they start getting served ads. Certainly, if it's I th- that's a little bit minority report sounding to me, so that it feels apocryphal just saying it out loud. But definitely, they know they anticipate your next move. They kind of know what they, you're about to like. They eavesdrop on your conversations too, one hundred percent. Um, and yeah. show you things. If you mention the right keyword, white picket fence, 10 minutes later, you're going to see white picket fence installation, you know, 499 or whatever it is. And it's it's scary because what kind of things do you say on the phone or when you're, you know, when you're talking to your kid, what kind of, of words do you say that that trigger an algorithm response and therefore control what news you see or yeah I, like I, i'm not so that's the thing with some of this stuff like i understand the tech of how a lot of this stuff works i understand cookies sit around and you know i mm-hmm. i get served ads based on stuff i've looked at and look as someone who's very free market it actually doesn't bother me if i'm using a free service and they're serving up ads mm-hmm. and like that's that's kind of okay where i get nervous about it is I know damn well this is not completely isolated and separated from the government or politics or any kind of other agendas. And it's like, if you're just trying to sell me a white picket fence, I might be fine but, with that. Exactly. That makes it I, – I love algorithms for when I'm – like, because you find coupons and everything when you were about right. to buy something. But it's – I don't get to turn that off. Not not easily. And And – it's always listening. And you wonder, I've had my phone next to me during this whole entire conversation. Am I going to be, you know, who is flagging 
what I say. I, I This sounds ridiculous, but several of my friends are on the watch list because of their involvement. Uh, you know, but they were involved in a, in a video or in something like that. Not criminals, haven't done anything illegal, but wound up on a watch list. Well, how long before the technology allows that watch list to be half the country? Where they're eavesdropping well, or, on or everything. the entire country. Like if you're in China, I, you're you're kind of on the watch list by default because you're mm-hmm. Chinese citizen, right? So, like, and and that was one of the things that Snowden revealed was that that the mass mass collection, um, and and the way that they justified it morally was well, we're collecting all that now. A lot of it was metadata, which sounds like it's not really important because it's not actually. But you can tell a lot. Trust me, as a former crypto security guy. Traffic analysis can tell you a hell of a lot about someone. So there's a lot of metadata there that they're collecting, and they just do it generally. And they, and how they justify it is, well, we're not going to look without following the proper procedures and getting a warrant. It's just there so when we need to look. So if we suddenly we decide Chase Matheson is a problem, and we get a, we get it, we go to a secret court and we get a warrant, we have 20 years worth of all of his stuff that we've collected in this trove of yep like and we know exactly what time eavesdropping yes we know what kind of toilet paper he wipes his butt with and and that's yeah they and it's intrusive and and i don't think i think that they're now literally looking at every aspect of that i had some friends who investigated a sheriff locally about five years ago and somehow someone at the sheriff, either through a warrant or through calling someone at Facebook, got access to their Facebook messages, their private Facebook messages um, under the guise of child pornography. It wasn't. There was obviously no child. It was because they were investigating the sheriff. So how, you know, who have you reported on that? you've made mad that is now reading every one of your messages waiting for you to, to make a joke that they can take out of context. Do I think it's there right now? Very rarely, maybe in, but in 10 years, shoot, they'll have a, a, an AI bot that does it for them. Yeah. I mean, you know, Morris law is to their advantage, right? That, Processing power is getting faster. Storage is getting cheaper. Eventually, mm-hmm. collecting everything that everyone says all the time about everything is becomes feasible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess not, not, not everyone technically, but like you know, you can build an AI bot to listen and decide what to to throw away, what yeah. to discard, and what to keep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I it is. It's one of those things that's pretty concerning to me, and um, and I don't really know how to push back on it because I don't think there's a no one seems to care. I mean, people care when you talk they, about they it. They like, like they yeah, like the white like, picket fence ads way too much. Yeah, it's way too yeah. convenient. But so I don't well, know, man. Uh, look. <laughs> We will come back. Let's come back and talk about some other crazy yeah. stuff at another on yeah, another show. Absolutely. But uh, thank you so much for joining. Remind people one last time where they can find you. Uh, thanks for having me. PatriotPunkNetwork.com, uh, Telegram, Minds, 
at Patriot Punk Network, Twitter at Real Patriot Punk. Um, so, yeah, thanks again for having me on, Carter. I appreciate what you guys do. And, uh, yeah, look forward to being on again soon. Uh, we will have you back for sure, man. Take care. Maybe I'll have thanks. the Mohawk up next time. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right, goodbye, everyone. We'll see, we'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production may corrupt previous psychological programming. If you encounter any of the following individuals, Please administer government-issued neurotoxin immediately. I'm not sure what the neurotoxin will do because I am not a biologist. CRT is a complex legal theory that is needed to combat the epidemic of racist babies. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice courtesy. Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.